0: the looming threat of phosphageddon. That story and more on H2O Radio's Weekly News Report. I'm Jamie Sudler.
1: I'm Franny Halprin, and it's This Week in Water.
0: Silicon Valley Bank in California was the go-to lender for renewable and clean technology firms because SVB, as it's called, understood the industry.
1: After regulators closed the 40-year-old institution earlier this month, many firms in the environmental sector worried they might go under, too, until the federal government announced that it would backstop depositors in what was the nation's 16th largest bank. Still, what happens
0: next is unclear, and companies are concerned investors in climate change-related businesses might lose confidence in the industry
1: svb had made loans to community solar projects that were avoided by larger institutions as too cumbersome These programs allowed those who can't install their own panels to buy power from local solar farms.
0: And according to SVB's website, the bank financed over 60% of community solar projects in the U.S. and had committed more than $3 billion to sustainability endeavors.
1: About 50% of cleantech startups used SVB, and some had just finished new financing when they were locked out of their accounts in which millions of dollars had been deposited.
0: Now there are hopes among investors that the billions of dollars from the Federal Inflation Reduction Act will ease the pain of the bank failure and restore confidence in the clean technology sector.
1: A first-of-its-kind report on the world's water resources contains a dire warning. Within about seven years, the demand for global fresh water will exceed supply by 40%.
0: The authors of the study by the Global Commission on the Economics of Water say that we are changing the global water cycle and the resource must be managed as a worldwide common good. They emphasize that we won't fix the climate crisis if we don't fix the water crisis.
1: According to the study, many governments don't recognize how interdependent they are in the water cycle. No country is on its own. A flood or a drought in one place reflects something going on globally.
0: Those who make policy have neither ensured equal access to water nor protected it. We are now at the point, according to the report, where 2 billion people lack a safe supply.
1: The report criticizes governments that subsidize water, usually in ways that favor well off corporations, including hundreds of billions of dollars that go to agriculture, which can lead to excessive consumption.
0: Released just before the beginning this week of a critical UN Water Conference, the report makes seven recommendations to policymakers, and among them, water must be managed as a common good that is crucial to food security and it should not be underpriced, but affordable for the poor. Also, governments should end agricultural subsidies, and there must be more recycling and reuse of wastewater.
1: Too little, too much, and perhaps too late. In a crisis scientists are calling phosphageddon, we face both a shortage of phosphorus and its overuse.
0: Phosphorus is a vital nutrient for living organisms. It is a key element of bones, teeth, and cell membranes, and used to fertilize crops we depend on.
1: But much of the phosphorus and fertilizer runs off into waterways, creating toxic algal blooms and dead zones in the ocean like the one in the Gulf of Mexico. Those algal blooms flourish in warmer conditions and then release methane furthering the climate crisis
0: meanwhile the sources of phosphorus are shrinking the u s holds only about one per cent of global phosphate from which the element is mined and will potentially run out within decades
1: the world's biggest supplies are in morocco which has been called the gatekeeper of global food supply chains. As reported in The Guardian, many analysts worry a few cartels could soon control most of the world's supplies and threaten food production everywhere.
0: In his new book, The Devil's Element, Dan Egan says there are solutions such as water quality regulations and recycling phosphorus from human and animal waste.
1: And finally, chances are you've never heard of Mycoforestry, the practice of growing edible mushrooms alongside trees, but new research says it could feed the world and fight climate change.
0: The amount of forested land being cleared for agriculture is happening at a staggering pace, but Paul Thomas at the University of Sterling wondered what if instead of having farming and forestry compete, They shared the same land in a mutually beneficial way.
1: In a recent study, he and colleagues inoculated the roots of tree saplings with a fungus. After the trees were planted and grew, not only did they start to produce mushrooms packed with protein but also sequestered significant amounts of carbon.
0: How much? His analysis found the practice of cultivating edible mushrooms in forests could sequester nearly 13 tons of carbon per hectare annually and produce a nutritious food source for nearly 19 million people per year. That's a stark difference when compared to all other major food crops that produce greenhouse gases.
1: Thomas hopes the concept will mushroom because mycoforestry can not only produce a food source that combats climate change, but will also help conserve biodiversity and protect watersheds.
0: That's it for this week in water. Support comes from G.C. Green, a veteran woman and Native American owned clean energy and resilience solutions company. Learn more at gcgreen.com.